Here we are again. I have nothing new to say. <laughs> and it seems that uh, everyone was here before, right? No. Ah, yeah, okay. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, you, you also have done retreat with me, huh? No, not no. But in ah. your, in your and you're the board. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the other everyone was here before, right? That's great. And I don't need to repeat some of the stuff I usually say. <laughs> and you just follow. <laughs> <laughs> But you know some people, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so we also don't need to have an introduction round, I guess. Um, one thing I would like to do uh, during this retreat, uh, I would like to share with you some instructions of uh, the latest book uh, from Mingo Rinpoche, which is called In Love with the World. Has someone read that already? Yeah, you. And nobody else? No, okay. So Mingo Rinpoche is a son of Toku Urgen Rinpoche, and um, he embarked on a three-year wandering retreat in India as a sadhu. So he left all his responsibilities. He his function as an abbot and worldwide teacher. And he just sneaked out of his monastery in the night with 1,000 rupees. Uh, and uh, he didn't tell anyone. And he just disappeared uh, from the scene. And in this book, uh, In Love with the World, he describes uh, the first few months uh, of this retreat. And I, during the week, I, I like to read some stories, um, because I also have to change my bedtime, not bedtime stories. <laughs> it gets boring for some of you. Uh, so... And there's a lot of nice stories in the book, so there's plenty of material. But also, uh, he gives a lot of meditation instructions while he's describing how he's dealing with this um, really overwhelming and challenging, challenging situation for him. So he, he grew up uh, in, a, in a very privileged environment, and was very pampered and cared of, and uh, uh, and uh, he wanted to find out who he was beyond uh, being a teacher, beyond being Rimbo, uh, Mingo Rinpoche. Of course, he spent a lot of time in retreat and meditation, but it was always in protected environments, so he, he, he decided to step out of it. And uh, he describes how in this uh, transition, in this uh, you know, letting go of all, 
what he socially is, uh, how to handle uh, the reactivity and how to turn back home again and again, not in the protective environment of a Tibetan retreat where attendants would bring him the food and where he basically was, was never alone. This was the first time in his life he bought a train ticket for himself. Yeah. Um, which makes us wonder about some of the Tibetan teachers. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he basically never spent a day uh, without you know, someone looking after him all the time. And then imagine, you, know, you step out of that into this wild country, um, no protection, no guardian, um, no, no money, no possessions, and uh, you know, living on the street as a beggar. And uh, before our first meditation, I would like to read a little bit, kind of invoke his spirit for this retreat. And this is uh, taken from a chapter, uh, it's within the third day or so of his journey, and he's still not sure where he wants to go, so he's in Varanasi. Uh, he slept around the train station and and then he came across a bookstore and he looks at a Indian tour guide, a book, and he finds the story of the Buddha in the book. Uh, I mean, uh, according to the pilgrimage sites which uh, you can visit in India. And uh, so he reads through the books, uh, through the story, and he gives some commentaries, and then he comes to the to Bodhgaya, which is um, the place uh, where the Buddha is supposed to experience enlightenment, experience his waking up. So when he reads about this, and then he says, The text spoke of the Buddha attaining enlightenment under the Bodhi tree. I began making corrections. Too often enlightenment is understood as some new state of consciousness, consciousness that is achieved as though it is an object to be obtained or something to strive for outside of ourselves. Yet the Buddha saw that his grasping mind was his problem. So this sentence is very rich. So maybe after after the retreat you uh, uh, get the book and, and read, and I really recommend you to read it slowly and pause. Yeah. I mean, this could be the only sentences being said in this retreat, and the rest of the week is silence. Yet the Buddha saw that his grasping mind was the problem. It's as simple as that, and as profound as that.
and he he just came out of this uh you know the the challenge of you know being around Varanasi train station and you know, hot and no food and people i mean he didn't like people at least then <laughs> in the Varanasi uh, train station he didn't like people um and of course, that's what we always do. We blame the circumstances. We blame what is happening. And we don't see that the problem is inside. It's not, it's not the people, it's not the circumstances. It, it, the problem is inside. What is the problem? The grasping mind. Uh, Lama Sopa puts it like this, less grasping, less suffering. Free of grasping, put out. Let's go for less grasping. <laughs> Tiny little less grasping. Tiny little less grasping, which leads to less suffering. Immediately. In at the spot. After years of trying to control the mind and deny the most basic needs of his body, he made a decision to stop trying to get enlightened and to simply sit down and look down into his mind in order to see what he could learn from directly observing his experience in the present moment. So that's what we basically do here in the retreat. So... So sitting down, simply sit down and looking into your own mind in order to see what we can learn from directly observing our experience, whatever it is, directly observing your experience. That is what he did under the Bodhi tree. When he discovered, what he discovered is that our true nature is already awake, already perfect as it is, and that what he initially thought to attain was already with, within him. Our true nature is already awake. And we have heard that a lot already, but of course it's good to be reminded and uh, to, to read it in slightly different words from different kind of teachers. It's, it's a kind of reminder we really need. And uh, this week is a reminder of that. And my job is to come up with different kinds of reminders so that you don't get bored. <laughs> Our true nature is already awake. So that's like Lama Yeshe saying, I've quoted that a lot, uh, within us is the incredible source of love and wisdom and every spiritual path is about making contact with that and living from that. 
and that what he initially thought to attain was already with within him within within him so within within all of us no exception not not a single exception The insight that the Buddha discovered is so simple and yet so difficult to accept. His teaching introduces us to a dormant, hidden, unrealized, unrealized part of ourselves. A dormant, hidden part. This is the great paradox of the Buddha's path that we practice in order to know what we already are. So we practice to know what we are, what, what we already are. Therefore attaining nothing. Getting nothing. Going nowhere. We seek to uncover what has always been there. We seek to uncover what has always been there. So that's why I am here. And uh, I invite you to be here for the same reason. As for the meditation practice, I want to uh, use the same model or four different ways to move uh, within your sitting, which are used in the spring retreat. And that is to describe you know, four moves in your meditation, four different moves or possibilities. And it's up to you to kind of find out what you need, where you are at, what makes sense for you, and also to experiment. And these four directions uh, here, they are called, they have different names, but um, here I will use focused awareness. That's the first one. So that's shamatha practice, focused awareness. Second, flexible awareness. So flexible awareness, uh, having the flexibility and the creativity within a meditation session to use different objects. And we will talk a bit about that. So traditional shamatha practice is about choosing one object and sticking with it. And in flexible awareness, we cultivate stable attention with the different objects which are available to us in meditation. And I will 
give you some suggestions. The fourth is open awareness, also called choiceless awareness. So that is panoramic open awareness where you allow the things to come and go. And you also become aware of the space within which everything is happening. And the fourth possibility is natural awareness. So natural awareness is the practice of making contact with, with what Mingo Rinpoche just describes. Natural awareness is uh, the exploration of the nature of your mind. So in, through, through the days, uh, I will invite you um, to... Uh, I will guide some sessions with these different, um, these different movements, and then you can experiment with it and find your own style, how to sit here so that it is meaningful for you. Yeah, and then uh, this book is rich of um, uh, little pointers, little instructions. Often he also tells the stories uh, where he received this kind of teachings. So, and because he is in a such such a challenging situation, and he's very honest, yeah. So he's not like pretending. Um, he shares his inner life very, very, um, very honestly. Very helpful for us to also kind of start to let go of this idealization of the kind of perfect superhuman guru which is not helpful at least for us in the West so it's good to uh, get to know the inner life of a guru so so directly and immediately but also because he you know he he fails but he you know he fails and then he, get, he he gets up again and he returns to his refuge, to his practice. Uh, and because uh, he's not sitting somewhere on a throne or somewhere, somewhere in a meditation monastery, but like in daily life. So that's also why this book is so rich for us, because we often don't have this contemplative environment. Uh, but what what we need to explore is the possibility to uh, open to the gap or shifting our sense of identity from the content to that which is aware. Um, and he has to do that in this uh, really difficult environments. So we can be inspired by that. I mean, if he can do it in a in third-class Indian train, first time on in his life uh, then I think we can do it uh, in a traffic jam in Göteborg yeah. so that's uh, that's very helpful for us 
Yeah, otherwise, I mean, you know the routine. Same, same thing in the retreat, the times, what we do. I don't need to explain the eight Mahayana precepts. I can give you the link to the talk I gave last year. (laughs) 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 For the tenth time. And then in the evening I want to uh, do the Paramita practice, reciting the mantra, Om Gata Gata Paramakata Pasam Gata Bodhisattva. Some of you know it. Is the heating on? Hmm? Is the heating on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Turn it off. Yeah. No, I turned it off. You turned it on. Ah, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> 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 yes. Is it very hot? Yeah. Maybe you can open the window a little. Okay, so let's uh, sit quietly for a while. It's the first arriving. I say this, but I remind you that uh, make sure that you sit comfortable, comfortably. If you need to lie down or here, there's the space. Uh, or if you want to shift position, you can also then go to a chair. So don't, uh, don't don't torture yourself with some uncomfortable position. And also coughing, sneezing, yawning, crying is all uh, welcomed. Adjust your posture. Neither too tight nor too sloppy. Your chest is open. notice
possible softening. Just let your mind run and your feelings notice the flow, the energies in your body or where it's stuck. There's nothing in particular you need to focus upon. If possible, allow thoughts to become less important. If that is not possible, just relax. It's fine. Just noticing what you bring with you and how you feel.
is the grasping mind. And what is here if there's no grasping mind? here if there's no problem to solve. to see if there's nothing wrong with you. Let everything happen to you. No feeling is final.
what if there's nothing wrong with you? What is here? Everything happened to you. Then we call upon our mentors and teachers, masters, lamas, gurus. And they flock into this place like angels from all directions. So then is the Dalai Lama. And then everyone else, male and female, Buddhist or non-Buddhist, you want to add. And they fill the space, this room, this place, with their presence, with their blessings, with their inspiration. With their loving gaze. From all directions. bathing us in their light, in their golden light. And we're asking them to protect us, to inspire us, and to speak to us from the inside.
feel their smile and their loving gaze, maybe they say some words. And our heart goes out to all the fellow practitioners who right now, just like us, sitting in the presence of the Divine, in their homes and monasteries and churches. And they pray for us, just like we pray for them. Then these mentors, they dissolve into the warmth, the joy, and it gathers at your heart and you become aware of the Buddha inside. The awakened state inside, symbolized by a Buddha or by Tara or by the Dalai Lama. or a beautiful lotus. Become aware of the goddess inside. all the people around you have the same innocence just like you inside, the goddess inside, the Tara inside, radiates her warmth, her love, her compassion, her wisdom, her courage, her joy into your whole body. the Buddha within, 
from the goddess, from the goddess within. Including the sense of the body, how it is right now. The sense of being someone. Within you hold your experience in love, whatever it is. For a few moments, just sitting, opening your awareness into the surroundings. Just being with what is for you. not interfering. One of the attitudes and practice Mingo Rinpoche describes in his book is uh, the Tibetan practice of putting wood on the fire. So putting wood on the fire is the practice of moving towards areas of discomfort 
consciously moving towards areas of discomfort. And this is what Rinpoche does. He, he decides to move into a full-blown discomfort. And regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> but sticking with it. <laughs> and I, 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 I wouldn't say we, we kind of need to add um, it's a possibility, but uh, it's up to you. But um, the retreat usually uh, brings up uh, moments of discomfort um, and brings up uh, the reactive mind. So we can be inspired by Mingo Rinpoche who uh, kind of constantly in this journey pushes towards the, er the area of discomfort uh, in order to stabilize his capacity to, uh, to make this shift from the content of ex uh, from the content of his experience to a loving awareness. If you are too comfortable, um, it's also, of course, possible, but um, quite often we forget about it then. You know, our life is too comfortable, and we are just, okay, it's comfortable, so why should I turn to something else? It feels quite nice. So, as always, I encourage you to um, be curious, particular about, you know, these moments when uh, there's some reactivity, when there's discomfort, when you notice the grasping mind, trying to fix something, trying to get rid some, to, trying to get rid of something, or trying to get something. And just notice, not judging it, not trying to get rid of the grasping mind, like grasping for the not grasping mind. <laughs> uh, so another word for this kind of practice is radical acceptance. So radical acceptance, it's called radical because it also accepts non-acceptance. So it's not like, oh, oh shit, I'm grasping, I'm grasping. I shouldn't do that. How can I stop this? Yeah then you accept the grasping. You become aware of the grasping. So the practice of, is one of trusting, doing nothing, just being present with whatever arises. That's all. And uh, I will give you plenty of examples uh, how this simple and profound yet so difficult practice of letting things be as they are and 
trusting in the self-liberating nature of your emotions and feelings and of your thoughts, how this um, brings Mingo Rinpoche back home again and again and again. So one of the important contributions during this retreat to, to make this possible is silence, still silence, to be silent. And I, I think everyone got the mail I wrote. Yeah. Yeah. So I have nothing more to say about that. Um, the silence starts tomorrow morning, so you have a bit of time to get settled. Um, and then, as always, we will lift the silence uh, tomorrow during the lunch break, after eating, and on the last day, which will be Friday, uh, also in the lunch break. Also, uh, I would recommend um, to read as little as possible and not to read at all any kind of entertaining stuff. So I wouldn't recommend you for this retreat to read the book which I'm reading you from. Because <laughs> it's, it's a Dharma book and it's very profound, but it's also very entertaining. And yeah, and you will enjoy that a bit in the evenings. Um, but um, a retreat is always a possibility to kind of just experience what happens if I don't entertain myself. Yeah. And then, of course, to read a page on, in, on a meditation book to get some inspiration also, that is fine. And then, of course, just close your phone. Just don't, don't go there. <laughs> And uh, and also, you know, so notice what happens. Yeah? So when some of you might even notice what happens when I just say it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a it's a good opportunity to um, to become more in contact uh, with your inner life and to actually find a place of peace which does not come from your phone or from a nice story or from a nice phone, but an inner peace which is inside. And to find and to make contact with this inner peace and to, uh, to become, become more familiar with this inner peace is the most precious thing in your life. It's more precious than anything anything else because that's something nobody can take away from you and it is something which does not need anything it does not need any knowledge it does not need any possessions it does not need any job it does not need anything
as always, also a reminder of the importance to start with yourself. So, to start with yourself, particular in, uh, in cultivating a caring and kind attitude to your experience. Find that mother in you. Find the great mother in you. The one who loves you. No matter what. No matter what is happening, no matter what you do. Speak kindly with yourself. Try. Try to speak kindly. And if you speak hard and judgmentally, um, then you become aware of that. Try to rest. So if um, during the breaks, since you don't miss anything, you can also take a nap for half an hour or an hour. But I ask you to come to all sessions, also the yoga sessions. Uh, if you don't want to come, put some wood onto the fire. And if you don't come, because I'm, I'm not dragging you here, then let someone know, so that, uh, that someone can notify me, so that I know where you are. And, uh, I mean, I've said that a lot, but I have to repeat things. So I, I, I'm not going to say anymore I've said that before, because I've said everything before. <laughs> Boring to say that. Um, you don't need to be in your best state to sit here. You can be in your worst state. We are not here to position ourselves as anything. So even if, if you are a psychotherapist, you don't need to be well and happy. <laughs> yeah. So this is also you know, part of the silence, because it gives, it's not giving us the opportunity to put on a show and to position us socially. So it's a bit like you know Mingo Rinpoche walking out of his robes in his monastery and just meeting on a you know, meeting on a different level as human beings, not as uh, mothers and fathers or people who have cars or not have cars and people who have have a good career and people who didn't make it or something like that. It it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. 
So who are we beyond all of that? Yeah. So walking meditation, sauna. I I I was always a bit suspicious about the sauna, I must say, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a nice place, and of course it's good to take care of the body and and, and to feel well and uh, to do something good for you. So but it's not what I actually kind of. I had to stretch my idea of retreat a bit <laughs> to, to include it. <laughs> In Austria there was also a sauna and then they asked me, oh, oh maybe we can use the sauna. I said no. <laughs> So of course there's nothing wrong with you know going to a sauna and taking care of your body and mm. but a, but a, but a meditation retreat within the Buddhist context is something really rare, something really precious. Yeah. And there's other times where we can have you know, good times with others. And, which is also important. Yes, always um, I'm available, so I can always talk with them. Uh, in general, meditation is training the skill of being with your stuff. Neither suppressing it, nor kind of yeah. And this is a very, this is a very important skill. Um, but sometimes it's just uh, not helpful anymore to kind of sit with something and, and you feel nothing moves and, and you feel stuck. Uh, then, uh, then really don't torture yourself with something. And then sometimes sharing can kind of <coughs> start to. Uh, to, to get things moved again. So you don't feel that you disturb me or that I need my time or something like that. It's, I, I don't. I don't. I like to talk with you. And it's not a disturbance or a burden or something like that. Also, you can talk with Ulrika, Ulrika or Helen. Um, Yeah, and then there will be some time for discussion and um, sharing here. And I would like to encourage you, if you ask questions or if you share something that it is, you know, some, something uh, like something you are wondering or working with uh, within the retreat so that we don't go into... It might happen, that's also okay, but we don't go into like discussion of reincarnation or karma or something like that. Let's rather kind of discuss and look at our immediate experience, how it is now, here, today.
and there's plenty of things to ask and plenty of, of things to learn just about that. How, how can I live with this? How can I be with this? <coughs> No killing of ins insects. Just a little side information. <laughs> <laughs> intentionally, intentionally kill. <coughs> yeah. Anything else? Any questions, concerns? Yes. Yeah, 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 yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I just, uh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no, sure, I mean, it's, it's a good thing, uh, but I also mentioned that to kind of raise a bit the awareness that um, the question, or the question would be, how can I do the sauna as a meditation practice? Not as a, I don't know why people otherwise do sauna, but uh, so that's that's more the, yeah. So that's that's my inspiration, my question. And you? Just to. It is clear. Mm. The silence starts in the morning when we wake up. Tomorrow morning. And then mm. it ends when? Is it uh, continuously? The yeah, except the first, the first uh, lunch break. Yeah, so we we can we is After the silence eating. break it, at the lunch break. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. talking is allowed. Yeah. Yes. Break. Yeah, and then the silence starts again. Yes, and After then lunch break? yeah, and then to, throughout the week. Okay. Yeah, until the last day, lunch break. Okay. Yeah. Where okay. we also make a break, and then do the silence until the last session. Anything else? Any? Concerns, doubts, rebellious thoughts. <laughs> yes, I, I, I have a thought mm. come up. Um, and it's uh, during the retreat uh, in the silence to write down what's happened. Mm -hmm. That's good. In, 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 yeah. In, uh, mm. With emotions and yeah. so. Mm. Come. I think it's a helpful, um, it, it might help you to reflect. Yeah. Uh, so one part, one possible uh, help in uh, creating a bigger space with your experience is to name it. To know what is happening, to describing what is happening. So sometimes just by being able to name it, oh, yeah, I'm bored to death. 
Okay, that's curious. So that, you know, just being able to, wow, I'm bored to death, is already one step out of the experience. Instead of just being bored to death and blaming everything else, blaming this place or something, you, by naming it you and describing it or writing it down, you kind of, you, you go a bit meta, you, you, you realize, wow, I'm not the boredom. And the boredom comes and goes. So, so that's already, uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good practice. Yeah, uh, it's uh, mm. helpful to, to be mm. aware yeah, Yes, yeah. so you write about your inner life. Mm. Yes. And then, when you put the pen down, you ask the one important question, who is the writer? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who, is, who is observing this drama? What is observing this drama? Definitely I observe it, because I can write about it, so I can't be it because I'm writing about it. So who the heck is the writer? There's one thing more I think about. It's, it's something, sometimes I feel that but things are coming up in my mind is like uh, just about the life laugh about it and it, it just uh, it's, it's mm. like a joke mm. joking I, I, no not joking no that was not right uh, it, it's like uh, yes I la laugh about it that's what's coming up it's very good it's, it's good mm. <laughs> Yeah, this kind of like yeah, but yeah. this kind of gentle humor, kind of laughing, and I'm sure it will happen also in this retreat. I mean, for all of us, like you know, you kind of you recognize something, and then we laugh about it. Because it's you know we see maybe how absurd it is or how we all do it, uh, and this can be very liberating. This kind of if it's not like a mean kind of mean laughter, but just you know, a gentle loving laughter about the whole absurdity of the whole thing. Yeah, it's not, it's not, doing, not taking it too serious. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes more or less. Uh, yes. Don't take, do, I mean, also what I say now, don't take it serious. Just do it. <laughs> but don't take it serious. I don't take it serious. I, I didn't take anything serious of what I just said. <laughs> It's all skillful means, Upaya.
Yeah. Yes. I was just thinking about a little thing. There is mm. a little mouse, my mouse outside here, mm. uh, running around, and I don't know if it's like hundred percent well, but sometimes it's running, but it's like it really comes into you, and so so if we just can be a little bit careful when we walk out here because it's easy to maybe step on it or something oh. mm. because it's sitting there and it's <laughs> like not moving so fast and it's you yeah. can almost pet it. So I don't know if it's really well, but. It, Maybe it's, it's very just, cute and maybe it's, it's very just curious. Old. Maybe it's just old. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it looks more like a little ah. baby. Ah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But uh, we, we can just watch out a little bit mm. so we don't step on it if it's sitting mm. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Maybe it wants to join. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, just one last sentence and then we rest or talk. So this is um, from Ingo Rinpoche. We begin to rely on another aspect of mind that exists beneath our reactivity. So we begin to rely on another aspect of mind that exists beneath our reactivity. Do you know what he means? And this is what we're going to find out in this retreat. What does he mean? Another aspect of mind that exists beneath your rea your reactivity. Beneath your reactivity. So your reactivity is pretty obvious. And it's something we sit with. And the main, um, the main approach to our reactivity is the loving gaze, loving awareness. I'm not sure if I'm going to sell you any other kind of antidotes. Maybe not, because they don't, they don't work, all of them, really. They are kind of just temporary crutches, but but uh, the, the ultimate medicine is uh, loving awareness. We call this no self. We call this no self. It's the unconditioned awareness. So that's one of the code words for natural awareness or pure awareness or Buddha, Buddha nature or um, yeah, many different names. It's the unconditioned awareness. So it's called unconditioned because it has no conditions, it has no it has no causes. 
So the conditioned mind is the reactivity, sen, the relative mind, thoughts, feelings, sensations, and so on, and then the unconditioned awareness. It's the unconditioned awareness that reveals itself, that reveals itself. So it's not something you can make or it's not something you can push forward. It reveals itself. In the same way the sky is revealed when the clouds break open. The sky is always there. We just don't see it. So unconditioned awareness reveals itself with the dissolution of the shattering mind that talks to itself throughout the day. So it's also called the gap, you know, the gap between your thoughts. And uh, a retreat is a possibility for you to mind the gap. to appreciate these moments when the shattering mind comes and this may be, there may be only one session and probably it's the one when you sit in the sun but when the shattering mind comes why well, it could be also this moment when you uh, jump into the cold water from, from the sauna and the shattering mind that would be a good way to use the sauna. Because it's, the, it's this moment of transition. It's this moment when there's a break. Or when something shocks you. Or when a session is finished and you walk out. So the dissolution of the shattering of the shattering mind, the monkey mind, that talks to itself throughout the day. Another way of saying this is that we switch mental gears from normal awareness to meditative, med, meditative, med, meditative awareness, meditative awareness. And so the meditative awareness, which we will uh, explore in our sitting here, will be, as I said, focused awareness, flexible awareness, open awareness, natural awareness. So is there something beneath the reactivity of your conditioned mind. Thank you very much. Good luck.
I'm here. So nobody's alone. Ah, so one last thing. <laughs> Saying nobody's alone. Being in silence and looking at your inner world does not mean to disconnect from others. So this is not like a solitary retreat. Like you on your cushion. Like this. Uh, so, group retreat is always the opportunity also to get a bit annoyed with people, to like some people, um, and to create a bond with each other, which is uh, which is um, deeper than you know the kind of connections we often have with people, and. Uh, and I guess I will, uh, you know, guide some meditation where I will invite you to. I already did it in the beginning when I said, "Open your awareness, become aware that all the people around you have a Buddha inside." So that's like, you know, that that's that's a way of um, uh, n not breaking the connection that we are a group, that we are in this together, that you're not. Do you not sitting alone here, and that people see you, and that they feel you in the same way you see and feel the others? So a bit of uh, kind of loving kindness meditation, you know, wishing other people happy, like just when you see them, um, just have a little kind of prayer in your heart. Oh, may, may you be happy. Particularly if you see that someone is uh, struggling. Just uh, may you be happy. The, the others, they are, not, uh, they are not an obstacle to your meditation. Oh, this retreat would be quite nice if there wouldn't be other people. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, they, they are just so strange and they do things they shouldn't do, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, so this is also uh, an opportunity for you to be an anonymous, anonymous lover of everyone. <laughs> A secret lover. And if you, are, you know, if you have some time, uh, you have nothing to do. You know, you sit in the sun. So then you can like, oh, oh I love you. Mm. And you, I also love. <laughs> A little less. <laughs> but I try my best. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so sleep well, and as I always say, it doesn't matter if you don't sleep well, because tomorrow you can, you can just sit here, you don't need to work, um, and as Mingo Rinpoche says, there's nothing to attain, you know, nothing to get, you know, it's not, we need to kind of be productive and get something here uh, by being a good meditator or something. 
so you know sometimes it's quite you know this mind of drowsiness and being like a bit sleepy and not really listening can be actually a quite fertile mind in terms of connecting with the underlying peace. Yeah. So it's not a problem. 